everybody. How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today with another episode of Talking Football. We are back on our Fuck, Mary Kill, Carol Baskin type train today, but today is going to be with the NFC East. We did the NFC South last episode. Now we're heading east where the Cowboys, Redskins, Eagles, and then the Washington Redskins. We all know they're there. Let's see where we go and how we rank these for the draft this year. Uh, this season, this offseason, we're finally getting underway. But before we get into all that, Trees, we're going to usually hop into Trees of you here, but there's been a lot of news going around the NFL, uh, a player from your team and a player from my team. And I would honestly rather cover that from the start than kind of hop into a Trees of aspect. Let's start bad. We'll get into the good. You know what I mean? Let's just roll. Yep. I love it. All right. So let's start out with uh, Telvin Smith. So um, he got arrested today for uh, having sexual altercations, whatever you want to call it, with a minor. And um, obviously not good at all. Uh, He's been going through troubles ever since he randomly stepped away from the Jaguars. Um, This happened back in September and October. Uh, I guess it happened two times with a 17-year-old, um, one time at his house and one time in a car is what the report is saying. Um, <clears throat> there's not – I mean, I try not to say too much because, like, it all happened today and everything. You want to kind of know the whole story, but, like, yeah, it's it's with the minor. So um, it's horrible. Um, guy deserves to go away. Like, I don't care that it's 17. Like – you're uh you're in your mid twenties at this point um so it's it's time like he he needs to uh he needs to get his shit together like clearly something happened like I you wonder like are they gonna try to pull this you know CTE stuff like I don't know right like you, it's hard to really say at this point so you don't want to say too much because you know we, we learned this from the Tyreek Hill stuff right like it's Absolutely. something it's better just to wait and just see what happens but um. I mean, they had SWAT there, heavily armed. Like, it was a big deal. It was not like this, just pick up, send the city police, and, like, just a one-cop car takes care of it. Like, they were they were expecting something bigger, obviously. You don't take you don't take SWAT there um, if you're not thinking something can happen. So um, you hope that he gets his shit together. Um, but at the same time, like, if he did it and stuff, like, he should pay his dues. Yeah, uh, I think you're in that situation. You know better, especially with the age difference, uh, your title, who you are, the things that you've already been dealing with in your own personal life. Why try and make it even worse after already taking a year off the NFL? Uh, I really appreciate what you said there on how like we learned our lesson last year. I feel like all sports media did on let's wait and hear this out on what the true story is. And that's a perfect example of Bashad Breeland here. Uh, you read the report and it, it comes out as he's in a gas station. Someone throws, um, I don't even know how you want to phrase it. It throws some weed back into the car. Once the cops roll up, uh, they tried to arrest him. He resisted arrest. He gets in the driver's seat, tries to leave. They pull out a taser. They didn't pull out a gun. Um, and then from there is trying to get him detained. So there's a huge report of him just resisting arrest. Then reports are coming out of, hey, the cops just overwent it. You know what I mean? They just rolled up and demanded everything from him, and he just didn't react well. Whatever the true story is on this, it's 
it's a bad look. Like it's a bad spot to be in. You just won a Super Bowl. You just signed another one year deal, and now you're getting caught with possession of weed. No matter what the amount is, I know it's 2020, but the NFL, like, hey, you still got a policy. You know, you still got a vision of yourself that represents the NFL as well. And you made that look bad. You made the NFL look bad. You made the Chiefs look bad. An inevitable suspension is going to be coming out of this. So let's hope they get that figured out and he learns from this and they can grow from it. But I'm glad that we got these topics out of the way. We don't need to spend too much time on it. Let's just kind of roll with it here. Uh, now let's get into Tree Sivia. We got the ugly information out of the way. Now let's get into the good. All right, cool. So I'm going to name off some teams here, some college teams. And I want you to try to guess how many five-star and four-star recruits they had on their team so i saw this actually on twitter today so i did not come up with this i did not find this data this is strictly stolen from twitter but i thought it was very very interesting so lsu let's start off with them how many players do you think got drafted this year from lsu from lsu it was like 13 or 14 14 correct okay how many five-star recruits do you think they have like two on their five-star recruits Oh, like on their LSU, yes, their entire that got drafted or just their entire roster. Um, their entire their entire roster. Okay, so two is a super low number. Um, let's say like their entire roster, freshman to senior, five star recruits. Let's say twenty twenty five. Way too high, actually. Wait, wow. Okay, you were actually closer with two, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Like four. Seven. Wow. They only had seven five-stars? Yeah. How many four-stars did they have, though? Okay, let's go 2025. Way too low. 30. 35. Too low. 55. 44. Wow. Okay. Okay, let's go to Ohio State. How many players do you think got drafted? Ohio State, um, say nine or ten. Ten. I don't think they had as many. Okay. Yeah. Ten. How many five-star recruits do they have on their roster last year? Four. Higher. Seven. Higher. Ten. Thirteen. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> How many four-star recruits do you think they had? Four-star, they probably had 40, 45. 47. Okay. okay. So they're in similar range. Yep. Similar range. Um, Let's go Alabama. How many did they have drafted? Yep. I'm trying to think how many came out. So at least two. They probably had 13 to 15 as well. They had nine drafted. Nine? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm trying to remember how many per school came out. Yeah, because they had some guys go back. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, how many five-star recruits do you think Alabama had? Let's say 11. That's exactly how many they had. Look at Love. that. Okay. How many four stars do you think they had? <clears throat> Shit. 50, like 50 plus? 58. Yeah. I was going to, they like, they're just, hey, you want to come to Alabama? You better believe it, dude. Yeah. Exactly. You better believe I do, coach. Exactly. All right. Two more teams. Uh, let's go Clemson. Okay. How many players? How many got five star? How many drafted? Got 10. Uh, seven. Okay. Okay. Five-star recruits. Seven. Uh, exactly. Seven. Yep. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, four-star recruits. 55. Lower, 33. Holy cow. Yeah. Pretty impressive. <laughs> 33, four-star? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so crazy, right? All right. Let's let's do the Utes. How many got drafted? This year, I mean, hit their entire defense. Um, eight. I think it was. It was seven. Okay. So same as Clemson. Okay. How many five stars? One. Zero. Zero. Okay. How many four stars? Five. Eight. Dang. Okay. So. so some coaching up in uh up in like you like to say up in the the mountains of Utah <laughs> up Going up in the mountains of Utah in the middle of freaking nowhere the Utes know how to develop is what it sounds like they are developing talent the right way yes so there's a few other teams on this list um let's just go through it real quick uh Clem or sorry Georgia had seven players drafted as well they had 14 five stars and 45 uh four stars. Uh, Florida, one five-star and 38 four-stars. So, um, so interesting to see, like, just those numbers. And, like, I actually kind of did the same thing as you at the start, where I was thinking that five-star numbers were going to be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, how do they only have this many? And you realize there's not that many five-stars every single year handed out. So, um, it's actually a lot more difficult to get that number than what you actually think. So if you get two, two to three, five stars per season, like you're pretty excited. Yeah. You, you're definitely winning some bowl games or at least going to some bowl games. If you got that much talent on your team, or at least you better be, because if you're just letting that waste, it's not going to be a good look and you're probably not coaching for very long. Exactly. Yep. So, all right, there's Trisivia for you. Dang. So pretty much just goes to show the powerhouse that the sec is. I think Treese, you treated it or you tweeted this. Excuse me, football in the South just just reigns over everybody, right? Isn't that pretty much yeah. what you said? Yeah, yeah, it's kink, it's kink, like it really is. Uh, they they have had the most players drafted every year since 2007. Like 2006 was the last year that another conference had more players drafted than them. Do you know which conference it was? I don't. I just saw I just saw SEC tweeted out all the way down to 2007, so I just know 2006 clearly <laughs> they would have kept going. So um, I don't know who it was. Um, if if I had to guess though, I'd say the Big Ten. Big Ten or Big Twelve is kind or of or Big Twelve. But back in 2006, it could have been the Big Twelve. Yeah. actually, it probably was the Big Twelve because that's still when like the Missouris and the Colorados and stuff were still yep. part of it, right? So yeah, you're right. It probably is. So one of those two would be obviously is the safe bet there. For sure. Um, let's go ahead and get into Rashad Higgins. Signs a one-year deal with the Browns. Trees, thoughts on this? Uh, they needed it badly because after their top two weapons, they literally, I feel like they don't have anybody. <laughs> um, yeah. And this guy needs more looks in the offense. Just He just does. And um, it's a little surprising, I mean, because they, like, where is he going to fit in this offense? Like, they yeah. have their two wide receivers. They have... A receive like they they have their receiving back in Hunt and now they have two uh, tight ends in in Joku and Hooper like mm-hmm. this dude this dude might be lucky honestly to get like 25 30 catches this year but yeah, he's mean, way more talented than that you say catches like let alone targets like 
I, this offense is filled with talent. Just are they going to be able to make it work? Or is it just going to be run, run, pass, run, run, pass? Or is it going to be super pass heavy? And we're going to be sitting here going, hey, you got two stud running backs. When are you going to use them? Yeah. I think that's where it's going to come down to for the Browns with that much talent. And, dude, they just built their offensive line this offseason. So, especially at the tackle positions, if Baker Mayfield continues to develop and makes good decisions and doesn't escape a good pocket, the Browns are going to be lethal next year. Yeah, absolutely. And they and they should be. They really should be. So, all right, let's move on. It's uh, that time of year where fifth-year options need to be picked up or declined. Um, I think they have another week or two to do that. Um, so this is the time to do it. Um, some that got picked up. Uh, Marlon Humphreys got picked up for the Ravens. TJ Watt got picked up for the Steelers. Um, Derek Barnett from the Eagles. Uh, Jonathan Allen from Washington. Um, and then... Two other ones that I just saw right before we got on were the two from the Giants, which were uh, Peppers and now I'm forgetting the other one as we're as we're talking. Um, so, oh, sorry, uh, they're tight end um, Ingram. So those two got mm. picked up. And then the ones that have not gotten picked up, uh, Tack McKinley didn't today. And man, it got ugly with him today. I don't know if you saw this at all, but. Mm. He uh, he tweeted out, didn't get picked. Fifth year didn't get picked up today. Did the praying hands like thank you? And then some fans started tweeting out, winner Dan Quinn and Thomas the De- Mitchell uh, options not going to get picked up. And he started liking all of those uh, tweets. Oh shoot! Yeah. So um, <clears throat> some news is going to break. Like I mean that's that's a bad look. I mean. What? What's up with all these DNs like trying to like get get crazy on Twitter? So hasn't he learned from Clowney and Yannick that like maybe th- this is not the right route to go considering those guys actually produce and this guy doesn't? Man, you would think, but who knows if he's even looking at him? Like this is just one of those things where it's like at some point you just gotta learn to shut your mouth. Yeah. All right. Like even if you don't get picked up, like you are playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You now represent more than just yourself in everything you literally represent your organization the nfl i know i've already said this this episode but like man i just i don't think i'll ever understand blowing things up on twitter like i get some things do need recognition but this is just not a good look for you at all at all it's really bad so absolutely um look Another thing that happened, DJ Fluker got released from Seattle yesterday and then picked up by the Ravens. Of course. Of course the Ravens are just going to get another body in there. Is DJ Fluker what he used to be? Of course not, right? Like That's why Seattle released him. But also I have full confidence that the Ravens could just like turn him into an all-pro guard. <laughs> <laughs> just about how that'll go, probably. Yeah. Is Especially... I, I shouldn't say like the huge difference, but I guess there is a, a difference on the play style. But I mean, if you're putting a better situation and a better scheme, like, yeah, you were probably looking at that, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some other news that happened. So, and this actually isn't on the rundown, but I'm going to bring it up because I saw it today. Um, some reporters were talking about how the NFL said the NFL schedule will be released by May 9th. That's the oh, that's wow. so a lot of people are speculating May seventh is the date. So that's like two weeks from now. Okay. Two weeks from 
Thursday when people are listening to this. We're obviously okay. on Wednesday, but like, yeah. So basically, two weeks from today, a lot of people are thinking that's when the schedule is going to come out. With them, that'll be oh, next week. May seventh. May seventh is next week. You're right. That is next week. You are right. I don't know what I'm thinking. I think there's I was, <laughs> thirty-seven. I, like, I apparently I think there's thirty-seven days in a halt in a month. <laughs> I started thinking, I was like, I move the first, the fourth is Monday, four plus three is, hey, that's next yeah. week. So next week. So that would be, that'll be cool. Like, that'll be awesome. Um, Very exciting. And the rumor is like, they have everything planned out for the season to start on the 10th. So um, September 10th, that is. So yep. uh, cool. So that'll be very exciting. We've been looking forward to that. Like, that's always a fun time to talk about those type of things. Um, And then they also talked about like, if the season had to get pushed to October, they have a game plan basically saying we won't do buys and uh, the Super Bowl will be pushed from February 7th to February 28th. If they basically if they have to start a month later than what they want, that's their plan. So I get I guess I maybe you don't not everyone gets their two buys because that's going to affect this season. Correct. The two buys no, are or is that no, next year? That's next year. I don't get why you couldn't have a buy. Like, just give everyone like people like the teams are gonna need that. Like, that's there for a reason. Like, yeah, you have to push the season back. I don't think taking the buys away is a good idea. Maybe take. I guess you can't take a game away either because that's gonna affect these guys' pay. But like the Pro Bowl as well. I don't get why taking that out affects anything. Um, I think just kind of let things just play out the way. You know what I mean? Like, you don't. I understand needing to look that far in advance, but if things are starting to open up and clear next week, or at least they are here in Missouri, I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from. But when you look at New York, Chicago, and these bigger, you know, populated areas, things are still kind of bad. But like the Pro Bowl can stay, I think, and the Super Bowl, I get pushing that back. Maybe push that just a little bit further back. You know what I mean? Like let the season just kind of carry on because remember when we first started the podcast, we were amazed at how the WNBA season ends like the championship like hey boom here's our winner the draft's like the next week and we were just stunned by that the nfl could be in a similar situation and go do you know what maybe this isn't a bad idea because it literally goes super bowl then it's like free agency frenzy everything's still fresh off the win we're still celebrating it football is at its highest peak now everything's getting crazy and then boom here's the combine in the draft that's all taking place. And then we're rolling right into off-season workouts. So it's going to be a long year for these players. But, I mean, a lot of these front office guys also realized this summer and this off-season, like, you know, maybe we don't need to be going as hard. Like, maybe this grind doesn't need to be this much of a grind when we can still get done what needs to be done and still spend time with our families. I think this might be the positive outcome of the coronavirus is people realizing how valuable this time with family is and not necessarily, I guess being forced to be in quarantine lets you kind of open up and go, hey, I still have all this time and options. This isn't as important as what my family or what my personal life is or even self-care. So to me, that might be the positive I take on this. Back to my main point, though, this could also be very, very valuable for the NFL. If that's how next offseason is to take place with everything kind of being pushed back a little further. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right. I guess it's time to get to uh, some fuck, Mary kill, Carol Baskin time. Ooh. All right. Carol Baskin. Can't convince me it didn't happen. Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> How's that dance go? I think that's it. Carol yeah. Baskin. 
Yeah, something let's go, like let's go ahead and get a cut up of that right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, there goes your mic. Nice going. Okay, we got a rookie over here. Um, I remember my first beer. Okay, so how about about I'll let you start us off today with the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so do we want to do this like we did last episode? We'll go through each team's draft and then rank our fuck, Mary kill? Yep, exactly. Beautiful. So Dallas Cowboys round one, they take CeeDee Lamb. We talked about this last episode as well. Kind of a shock that the Cowboys were even interested in an offensive weapon after signing Amari Cooper to a huge five-year, $100 million deal. Which, Treese, I don't know if we've talked about this. After next year, he has absolutely no guaranteed money on that deal. Were you aware of that? No. Yeah, he signed a five-year, $100 million deal. But after next season, he has no guaranteed money. Wow. Yeah, so pretty shitty on your agent to let you sign that. Uh, I guess smart by the Cowboys to kind of slide that part in there. But Cowboys go C.D. Lamb. Second round, they go corner, Trevon Diggs. Then they get Neville Gallimore. Then they go corner again, Reggie Robinson, someone who we got to watch at the Senior Bowl. Kind of caught my eye. I'm not sure if he did about you. Fifth round, they went and got Tyler Baidaz. And then again in the fifth round, they got an edge rusher, Bradley and Nay out of Utah. Ute up. Go Utes. I don't know what you say. Just whatever. Uh, but overall, a good draft by the Cowboys. Uh, I thought they did really well with what was given to them. You know, you get, what, one, two, three, five, six, six picks here in five rounds. Uh, you did pretty damn well with it. You you filled needs. You got a huge offensive weapon for Dak Prescott about the time you pay the guy because he's going to light it up even more with him with CeeDee Lamb on the roster. And then you got uh, an edge guy who was projected as a round two type player, falls all the way to the fifth round, and you snag him right there to help out your defense even more, which is a defensive line that we've already projected to be one of the best next year in the NFL. Yeah, um, I loved it. I thought this was a fantastic draft. I thought that they hit all their needs. And, like, getting that center out of Wisconsin at pick in the fifth round after your center just retired. And I know that they like their backup center. They feel comfortable with them. But, like, this is just insurance for that. So I love it. Obviously, Bradley and I getting drafted in the fifth round, last pick of the fifth round, I thought was just an absolute steal. I uh, Neville uh, Gallimore, like, I wanted the Jags to take him um in the third round so uh i thought that was a steal so yeah they did fantastic um all right we'll move on to the redskins um and i'm gonna just already apologize these guys have some extremely difficult names to pronounce (laughs) we were talking about it before the podcast we're like wow yeah these are a little bit more difficult so um obviously we know they took chase young at pick number two fantastic most everybody's number one overall player uh then they took Antonio Gibson, the running back slash wide receiver out of Memphis in round three. They did not have a second round pick. Uh, in the fourth round, they took Sadig Charles, the offensive tackle. Uh, in fourth round, they took Antonio Gandy uh, Golden, another wide receiver, uh, getting weapons for uh, Haskins. I think that's a great call. Uh, Keith Ismail, the offensive lineman. Uh, Kalaki Hudson, a linebacker. They obviously need more linebacker help. Uh, in the seventh round, they had multiple seventh round picks here. They had uh, Cameron Curl, the safety, which 
need that backup behind uh, Landon Collins there. And then James Smith Wilson, uh, Williams, sorry, uh, defensive end. And honestly, I don't know much about him, but uh, getting up, getting more depth there. Uh, their defensive line is already, I think, one of the best now that you got uh, Chase Young. But, you know, getting an athletic guy down there in the late rounds is never going to hurt you. So um, overall, I thought it was good. Uh, I didn't I didn't think it was the best draft um, with the amount of picks that they had. I thought they could have uh, done a little bit more. I, I thought they could have loaded up on more like pure wide receivers. I kind of feel like these wide receivers are not like the prototypical one that they're more of that like scary Terry that they already have. Um, and, yeah. and he's fantastic. And he is a, he is an all around, but I mean like a big bodied guy. So um, how they didn't take a, a guy like Colin Johnson, for example, like I think he could have fit in this type of scheme. So yep. um, I, they have good players. They got, they got athletic guys. Like I, you could tell that they wanted to get more athletic as a team. And I think they did that. Um, there were just other players that I liked more. Um, I think the the final thing is going to be here, Antonio Gibson, do they use him in the correct way? Do they get him the ball in the open field and let him do his thing? Like That's the biggest thing. He's going to be more of a pass-catching running back, in my opinion, than a wide receiver. But I think you're going to have to put him in the slot sometimes and try to just get him open – open in, you know, short field and then just let him do his thing. So, uh, good draft, not the best draft. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the Eagles then. Round one, they go Jalen Rager. Round two, they go Jalen Hurts. Round three, they go Davon Taylor. And then from there, it was just an abundance of picks. Round th- round four through seven, they added depth in Kayvon Wallace. They added offensive line depth in Jack Driscoll. John Hightower at wide receiver. Sean Bradley at linebacker. Quez Watkins at wide receiver, Prince Tega Wanagaho, another offensive tackle. Man, you just got a hard name to pronounce the offensive tackle. The Eagles are probably taking them. Uh, Casey Tuhill, another linebacker. Not a fan of this draft, uh, really. I feel like Rosie Howen, uh, Howie Rosen, excuse me, you know, just messed, throwing that out there since I completely messed it up last time. And you didn't even, you had the audacity to just let me keep talking. So <laughs> I am going to blame you for that, for just letting me roll that right off my tongue, watching me have that moment of pause in my eyes going, I think I messed that up. And then continuing to let me talk to where I eventually have to be called out by Mr. Kevin Williams on Twitter. Thanks for listening so, and catching it. Not appreciating so- the roasting. So do you want me to uh, correct you again? What did you yeah. say his name was? Howie Roseman. Oh, I, I thought you said Rosie again. I think you might. I have did said at that. first. I did at so, first. I think even when you corrected yourself, you may have done it again. Son I don't know, bitch. I don't know. Okay. I mean, we're, it's, we're it's Howie Roseman. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I just wanted to make. We're good. We're good. But now I still think that. I just said Rosie. I think I said. Did I say Rosie for his first name? You said Howie. You're good. I've confused so, myself. But this was a Rousey Howen type draft. You take a a receiver at a TCU when yep. you still had other receivers there. Then you take Jalen Hurts in the second round. And then from there you go linebacker, offensive tackle, wide receiver, linebacker, wide receiver. Like what like is this just all depth level players? Are you looking for starters here? Jalen Hurts is clearly going to be a backup. Jalen Rager, hey, you got speed because you went and picked up Goodwin as well in a trade with the 49ers, so that was good. It makes this a little bit more comfortable, and you got 
great speed on your offense, but as a draft-wise looking at this, not very good in my opinion. Agreed. I um, absolutely agree there. Um, yeah, taking Rager with Justin Jefferson on the table. Uh, yes. Big time ouch. Um, Jalen Hurts, that one's tough because I, I don't like him as a quarterback prospect, but like he's going to learn and like will he fit in that offense? I think he actually would if Wentz went down. Rumor is they're, they're actually going to try to use him at running back at some point too. But in my mind that you already have a running back, you already have a quarterback that you need to protect. Like your defense, like your secondary needed help. There were plenty of corners here. You need linebacker help. Zach Bond was still on the board. That dude fell to the third round of the Saints, someone you're probably going to face here in a little bit. There were so many more holes that you could have filled, and you went with a quarterback (laughs) out of Oklahoma that you didn't need. I would rather them have taken Jake Fromm in the fourth or fifth than Jalen Hurts. Agreed. Agreed. And to think that this team could have got Christian Fulton and then had Darius Slay and Christian Fulton as your cornerbacks. Um, boom. Boom. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I will say the Kayvon Wallace pick. Um, I love that pick. We we watched him in the comp or at the combine. We watched him at the Senior Bowl, and he was balling out. Like he he caught my eye a lot. So I love that pick. Um, but overall, you kind of hit it on the head where it's like. It felt like just a whole bunch of let's get depth, like let's get yeah. depth everywhere, but let's not worry about starters. Um, you brought up uh, Goodwin going to there from the trade with the Niners. That's awesome. You now have three of the same wide receivers: Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Goodwin. They're all the same player. Yeah. So can they um, can they stay healthy? Like, is the speed and the size going to be okay? Yep, amazing speed, smaller guys, all injury history. Um, so let's see how that goes. And then you have this big-bodied wide receiver, Nashon Jeffrey, whose all body seems to also be breaking down. So, um, yeah, I kind of agree with you on those. So, all right, so we will move on to the Giants now. Uh, pick four, Andrew Thomas. A little bit of a surprise for me. I did not think Andrew Thomas, even though there were reports saying that a lot of people thought that like teams believed Andrew Thomas was a top tackle. I did not. So a little bit of surprise there. Uh, Xavier McKinney there um, in round two. Uh, Matt Pert, uh, offensive tackle there. Uh, what is it? Darnay Holmes, uh, cornerback in round four. Uh, Shane, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, uh, Lemio. Lemio? E? I don't Lemieux. know. I mean, it's, it's got that I-E-U-X, got that I-E-U-X which is X, O. Yeah, it is O, so. Limo? Yeah. <laughs> that was close enough. Everybody knows who we're talking about, if you know him. Um, and then uh, Cameron Brown, a linebacker in the sixth round. So these guys did not have very many picks. So they had six as well, kind of like the uh, Cowboys up top. So um, <clears throat> I really like their first three-round picks. Um, like, overall, for like what they needed, right? Like, they know that they needed offensive line help, so they got two two offensive linemen with their first three picks, and then Xavier McKinney, like, he's there, and he's going to be a stud, and he's, like, he's going to be next to Jabil Peppers now, and, like, it'll be a, those two show. So, I think that they're, like, I like it, don't loved it, don't love it. Um, I think Andrew Thomas can be, like, one of those, like, he's a left tackle for your team for like 10 years and like nobody really recognizes it that they just never really needed 
to draft a left tackle, but you're, he's never in the conversation of like, he's a top three left tackle in the NFL. You know, like he's just going to be like a off season comes GM looks, where's the weakness on our team. And it's just like, yeah, he's doing the job. He's solid. He does. Yep. He, he does what we need him to do. Yep. I couldn't yep. agree more with this kind of like similar to what you said with, to me with the Eagles, like, Hey, you, you hit the nail right on the head here with this, bub. Uh, great i i don't love it but i like it you got it like you said a starting left tackle you got a line or a excuse me a safety that can come down in the box and play not afraid to tackle you got another offensive tackle who may potentially start at the third round you know that's kind of like a developmental type pick right there in the third round and then darnay holmes you added corner you add another guard and then you add the linebacker uh for the giants this this is a good draft to just build off of your team. You you weren't in a position to seem it seems like to get any playmaking wide receivers. Slayton stepped up for you last year. You just re-signed Ingram. You took up that fifth year option that we just went over earlier in the episode, and you got protection for your quarterback and running back. You were able to focus on your defense here in the middle later rounds. This is this is a good draft for you guys. Your defensive line, you it seems like you're okay with it. Your linebackers, it seems like you're okay with them. Your secondary, hey, we needed more safety help. We needed some depth at corner. We drafted there last year. Hey, just build off that. Just get these guys experience. Get them reps and let's roll. The Giants, they might not be you know any big name type stars right here in this draft, but these are all guys that could potentially put you know a stamp on this team and this franchise moving forward as a valuable play. You know, you're not going to get stellar play, but you're going to get valuable play. And that's, you know, trees kind of like what we were saying as what you mentioned with Andrew Thomas, like, Hey, he's getting the job done. It's not a need. Let's just keep growing into next year. And that's where the giants kind of did best when they were on their super bowl runs. I mean, they didn't have, it didn't seem like outside of Eli Manning, there were any like, fantastic huge names on their offense or their defense it was mainly their defensive line and their linebackers was what kind of stood out for them but other than that like the Giants man they are just huge on building a foundation that is good and just growing from there to success yeah absolutely all right so let's do our rankings here so not this is ranking again is not how they did in the draft, this is if you had to rank their rosters currently, so that is their current, you know, all their vets plus the now this rookie class, one through four. So basically one is who you think is going to win the division all the way down. So uh, I'll let you kick it off. Kick it off. So who yeah, is this going to be? It's going to be pretty quick. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Redskins. Okay. So I am the only difference is I still have the Eagles number one. So really? I, I am still going Eagles one, Cowboys two, uh, three Giants, four Redskins. And like my biggest thing is I really like that they brought in another weapon, um, obviously. With As CD in Hale. Okay, but, Cowboys? Yeah, with CD line, okay. yeah. Um, but I also kind of believe that they couldn't beat the Eagles – Last year, when the Eagles had nobody, like everybody was injured yeah. on their team, they couldn't beat them. Is C.D. Lamb going to make up the difference? Because let's not forget, we talked about it a second ago. The Eagles picked up Darius Slay, and if you look at his history, like he's shut down guys like Amari Cooper in his entire career. So then it's all of a sudden it's like, now it's is C.D. Lamb going to carry this team like over? Like is he the biggest difference there? And I just don't know if he is, because um, again the Eagles are going to be healthy. I don't think they hit that. It's very rare that a team hits the injury bug like that two years in a row. So yeah. let's see what happens there. Um, I think, and it's 
let's not forget how good some of the rookies were last year for the Eagles, and now they're year two, like Miles Sanders and those guys. So um, I still have Eagles slightly ahead of the Cowboys, not by much. It's a, it's a very tight race. I If you saw my notepad, you would laugh because I have arrows swapping those two about three different times of like <laughs> – <laughs> who's better? Who has a better roster at this point? So it's very close, um, but I did end up going with the Eagles as the number one. But um, I think the Redskins are fourth strictly just because I just like everything has to go right for them. And again, like they yeah. picked up guys where they have to scheme them perfectly for this offense. Like they, I just don't feel like they have enough weapons yet. Um, yeah. I don't think that Dwayne Haskins is like this amazing quarterback. Uh, he was my wide or my quarterback one last year. I'm not hiding that. Like he really was, and uh, I still believe that he can do stuff. But like, there's not that many weapons on this team. Like, how many how many quarterbacks can really be successful with this? Um, let's also not forget they traded Trent Williams uh, for a third and fifth rounder or something like that. So, um, yikes. So I'm actually gonna be with the Giants. My reasoning was they're just young. They need time to grow together, build, you know, what Gettleman's doing there. He's trying to build a solid foundation and growing from there. Who's going to, you know, have sustained success on this team? And where do we need to build depth? And where do we need to get quality starters at? With the Redskins, to me, it was just a question mark at quarterback, kind of like you said with Haskins. Is he going to be this new head coaching? Is he going to be the front office, the coaching staff? Is he going to be their guy moving forward? Are they going to go, hey, let's just continue to build on this defense. Let's just suck. Maybe we get a quarterback and a quality tackle because it looks like the tackle class for next year is stellar. And the wide receiver class might be even better. So you might – I mean, do you have multiple first-round picks next year again, don't they? Or am I wrong there? Um, what Not sure. Do? Don't mean to put you on the spot. But no, the Redskins is who I'm talking about. No, the Redskins only had one. For next season? Yeah, they only had one this year too. Okay, my mistake. Don't know where I'm going with that. Okay. But my here's here's my overall point with the Redskins. Is the quarterback your future guy? The receiving room, I think that they're okay with it. They don't have any big names, but you know, they got size, they got reliable hands, and they got speed. The names I'm not gonna roll off the top of my head, but I think they're okay in a position of we can build from this. Our defensive line is gonna be great. Our linebackers, if all goes well, that can be okay. In our secondary, we've spent money there. From there, it's this offense. If it sucks, we'll get a quarterback next year, and we'll grow from there with a tackle and receivers in next year's class, maybe in the second, third rounds, or you trade someone to try and get another first rounder. But that's why I had the Redskins so low. It's just the question mark at quarterback with everything else on an offense. Yeah, agreed. And I skipped over the Giants. So for me, just the Giants, the biggest thing on why they're three is I just don't know if they're going to be able to create pressure. Like, I still feel like they need help on that defensive line. Like, Honestly, I'm I'm surprised they weren't a team that was like in given they got uh, Xavier McKinney, so I don't blame them. But like I'm surprised that they didn't offer. There weren't a team that was maybe like, hey Jacksonville, pick 36 for Yannick Ngakwe. Like yeah. let let us get this, let us get a weapon here. So um, so that's my biggest thing. I think that they just need more pass rush basically i think that their their defense is almost at a good point at this point i think that that's what they're missing there and their offense i think now that they solidify the offensive line uh if daniel jones becomes the the guy then great you obviously have saquon i love their wide receivers and uh ingram's a beast tight end so um if slayton can do what he did last year coming out of nowhere the rookie from auburn Mm -hmm. that'd be awesome so yeah that'd be interesting all right okay 
fuck Mary Kill for the draft. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> All right. You want me to go first? You might as well. You let us into it. All right. My Mary, uh, I don't think this is any surprise. I think it'll be both of ours, is the Cowboys. Um, yep. We'll just agree there. Yep. Just long term, short term, everything about it. Like they did the, they had the best overall draft. Um, my fuck is actually going to be the Giants. I think that um, very interesting first three round picks. Uh, the later ones I'm not in love with. And I mean, that's why I'm not marrying you. Maybe I'm just interested for just a little bit. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not interested for anything long term. Like I don't need this. So there's that. My kill is going to be the Redskins. The my only the only reason it's actually not Carol Baskin is because of Chase Young. It's literally <laughs> my only reason. You didn't fuck that up. So congratulations. Um <laughs> And then the Giants, it, it, I mean, or sorry, the Eagles, yeah, sorry, you're my Carol Baskin right now, and I, I, again, I like the Kayvon Wallace thing, but like that's, if your fourth round pick is my favorite, like that might be a problem. Um, passing on Justin Jefferson is just inexcusable to me. Like I tweeted out like when the Jags were up, I said, I said Justin Jefferson, no matter what, because I wanted him so badly, mm-hmm. given. When I, when, if you would have told me, hey, Jags get, you know, they they get their guy plus then they get LaVisca Chenault, like, then I'm like, okay, all right, I'm good with this, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, just, I think it's inexcusable to pass on a guy like Justin Jefferson, even a T. Higgins. I mean, Jalen Rager, I think, was my, like, wide receiver, like, 12 or 13. Like, it was, like, it's bad. Like, I just don't like that. We talked about the Jalen Hurts thing. It might work out. Like, it really might. But I just, Christian Fulton, guys like that on the board, like, it's hard to pass up. Yep. So, the, probably not the quality content you come here for. But before we even hopped on air, we were both confused and unsure of what direction we were going to go. I'm not even going to roll through mine because it was the exact same. The exact same reasonings. My Mary the Cowboys. I'm going to bang out the Giants. Let's see what we got. Let's have some fun. Redskins, you got Chase Young. Pow. That's it. And then the Eagles, you can't convince me that it didn't happen, that you just had a shitty fucking draft. So, Carol Baskin, there it is. That's the Eagles. This is the NFC East. We, we're in agreement on everything except where we rank the Giants and the Redskins in the overall division. So pretty pretty good episode here on a complete agreement at the end where I honestly thought we were going to have a different takes. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I love it. All right, well, next episode will be the NFC West, which is going to be a bit crazy be just because of how good of all those teams are. So I think that's going to be crazy. Some of them had some very interesting drafts, um, but, you know, Niners, a lot of people didn't like their first rounders. I mean, we tried to tell you before. We tried to tell you two days before the draft that, like, what was going to happen. I mean, not our fault you guys didn't listen to us. So um, this is fun. I love this. I don't care yeah. that if anybody else is like, I just want my normal grades. Like, give me, like, an alphabetical grade. You can go to a different podcast. Here. You can go to yeah. a different podcast. So um, this is fun. So, all right. 
I mean, a little bit shorter of an episode today, um, but that's kind of how it's going to be when we're doing this with not a lot of other news for around the laces. Uh, with the, when the schedule comes out, I think that'll change some stuff, but we're going to just get straight into, I know everybody wants to know about their team and how people think their their team did during the draft. That's what we're going to give to you. So we appreciate you guys. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Both of our personal accounts and our overall podcast account. We would appreciate it. Rate us, subscribe, tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong. We would appreciate it. And tonight we've been talking football.